Today's episode is sponsored by our very good friends over at Neural DSP. If you're completely unfamiliar with who Neural DSP are, they make guitar and bass plugins that cover a wide range of tones and styles. Anything from the crisp cleans of a Tone King Imperial to the rich leads of a Soldano SLO. There's also the Archetype series, which is essentially signature amps made by some of your favourite artists. So whether that's Tim Henson of Polyphia, Pliny, or our very good friend, Rabia Massad. If you like the sound of all that, you can get a 14-day free trial over at neuraldsp.com on any of the plugins that they do. Um, and even better than that, you can get 30% off if you want to buy some or all of them or just one uh, using the code music is everything at their checkout. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Music is Everything podcast with me, Andrew Groves, and my very good friend, Matthew Hornby. Matt, how are you today? Hello, everybody. I'm good. I'm good. Great to be here as always. And yeah, here we are. And what are you excited about? What am I excited about? Yes. It's a really good question, actually. This, I've got a list, actually. It's so actually, let me just peruse my list. Please. Um, in the most prepared way I could have anticipated. Okay. Would you rather hear something about music? Yes, let's talk about music. Okay. Um, I'm having a bit of a resurgence uh, of my um, kind of like OG taste, as okay. in... Well, you're regressing. <laughs> um, yeah, um, um, it's gone full circle. Okay. There's a great, and on topic, there's a great Aerosmith song called Full Circle. Okay. Um, but basically, recently I've been watching a lot of old movies, hmm. some of which I've seen before, but I'm really, I kind of, I feel like I've just watched so many TV shows over the last couple of years that I'm like, okay, God, it's oh, just yeah. a lot. It's, it's a lot. Okay. It's you a series, out. a lot. Yeah, and it's it's the, to get the full, to capture the full like story of it all. You have to watch so much. It's so much time. Mm-hmm. Whereas a movie now seems quite short, uh, like an hour and a half, two hours. Sure. Um. So, yeah, I've started digging into. Me and a mate have started watching some old movies. We've watched um, Stand by Me. Never seen that before. Nice. Uh, uh, Big Lebowski. Again, I've seen, seen that years ago. Okay, yeah. You should watch it. Mm. Uh, Lock, Stock, Two Smoky Barrels. Strong. Great movie. Um, and other such movies, kind of like just going anywhere, really. And it's, I think, when you're kind of keen on being quite future-focused and mm. going, oh, what's the new thing by them? And the new thing by them. Oh, and have you seen this on Netflix? The latest thing by... You can't, it's like a treadmill of like future stuff and you're like trying to keep consuming like a big automatic media consumer (laughs) uh, machine. Uh, But it's quite a lot of work and new doesn't necessarily mean good. Mm. And I think the beauty in the simplicity of some of these older stories like Stand By Me, right? If, if you've not seen it. I have seen it. I won't give it all away. It's such It's been a, a while concept. now. I think you're all right. I think I think if you haven't seen it, <laughs> I think if you haven't alert. seen it, like I I I'm reaching for the the number thirty, but I think it's probably older than that, fifty maybe. It's pretty old now. It is pretty old. Um but it's such a simple concept. Mm-hmm. Just a very simple storyline, very simple concept. And 
you just follow the journey mm. and then it happens and then it ends. Mm-hmm. And you're like, I can cause you kind of get a lot of like, Oh, same with, um, when I saw what's the, what's the, everyone's best movie of all time. Uh, Shawshank. Oh, sure. You're like, Oh, is that it? Just a nice story. Yeah. yeah. It's just a nice story. But I think that those things never get old, mm. even though they do technically with time. Mm-mm. They don't get tiresome. They the simplicity is it retains its kind of uh its its quality, its allure. Because yeah. it's, it's it has a solid foundation. So I'm really digging that at the moment. And as such, uh the the musical element of such media is immense mm. especially especially watching big lebowski so i've just i'm literally sitting there watching this movie shazamming every five seconds going like <laughs> sure what's this what's this and uh yeah but it's it's great and um yeah big lebowski has so much so many good tunes mm. particularly and i think i'm gonna i'm gonna just put this out there the best band of the era credence clearwater revival okay sure yeah Honestly, if you want to do anything and feel cooler doing it, mm. like drive a car, make some pasta, mm. uh, you know, clean the bathroom, whatever you want to do, you know, walk into town, listening to Credence mm-hmm. will help you along on that quest. <laughs> it is, it's just, it's quality music. And it like, it's got great voice, mm. great, great players, great, just a great sound. And it's got that kind of texture of old, you know, very brown and, Seventies, yeah, <laughs> uh, and uh, sun bleached. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I was that Daisy Jones thing I was watching a few weeks ago, and I was mm. talking about that again. It's more of that, but this is the real stuff because it happened then. Mm. Um, but yeah, that's just craft. Isn't it? <laughs> is this is this is this a reminiscing period of the podcast? Who knows? Uh, after well, last week, I think it's yeah. I think it's it's you know, it's admiring good craft a good story is yeah. a good story and and you know i think those things you know reflect everywhere you know like a good song is still a good song if it's a good song on an acoustic guitar it's a good song you know mm-hmm. a cappella it's a good song you know like it just kind of it's a good song with an orchestra it's a good song i think that's the the element but the craft is what you know is what like i say that that the Stories are technically fairly, fairly linear. You know, mm-hmm. I think of films like There Will Be Blood. You know, like that's I've watched that. That's the um, Daniel Day method actor. What's his face? Daniel Day Lewis. Yeah, that's him. And uh, uh, I, th- I think I saw that, but I wasn't really fully immersed at that time. <laughs> I said the hey. thing. Oh, gosh. <laughs> um, I'd line it, line him up, knock him down. <laughs> Ha ha! Um, it's uh, but it, again, it's with all those kinds of stories, and I think yeah, Stand by Me certainly. Like, obviously, you've got some very um, some big, very young-looking uh, faces in that. Um, yeah, obviously, who went on to become huge stars. Um, but yeah, it's 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 it. I think a a, a simple story told well is is you know, about as good as it gets. And, and yeah. you know, yeah, you have to, sure, you know, if you, 
without getting too far, far into our conversation, you know, like maybe if you're looking, you know, you're trying to watch it at home with kids screaming around and, you know, you mm-hmm. just want a bit of action or whatever and you're not very kind of paying attention to it, maybe it doesn't really land, you know. Um, but, but yeah, I, like I say, it's just craft and atmosphere and, you know, certainly mm-hmm. that music just, you know, like you're saying, like something like Big Lebowski, but also like the 70s, you know, I think that's why, like, looking at like something like Guardians of the Galaxy now, mm-hmm. like a huge element of that is the musical element, and like, you know, that's full of seventies tunes, basically. You know, is it really? Yeah, yeah. Have you not seen it? No, it's not. Uh, I I must confess that my loneliness is killing me now. Um, <laughs> I must confess that I've not watched. I don't really know much about the whole Marvel and the other sure. one universes, sure. and. I watched Iron Man, if that counts. Uh, no, that, I, had AC, the, the, that had ACDC in it, yeah, in fairness. I'd, I'd say Guardians of the Galaxy is... Um, I've seen them, but only kind of um, peripherally. Sorry, I've got to apologise. That was a very... My, my sentence then, if you're really into all that stuff, sorry. <laughs> no, no, I, I, don't, I don't think there's I've anything put, wrong. Not you, yeah. but, but anyone, you know. Sure. Yeah, no, it's... I've seen them... Um, Seen them, yeah. I've seen them ca- very casually. Um, yeah, it's not the be all and end all. I think you know, like the obviously the what was it the the arc with Thanos and all that kind of. I think that's a pretty cool thing to land upon. And obviously, like nice idea with the Avengers element that you can take all those films that are separate and bring them together. That's pretty cool. Um, and again, like those films then ride on the strength of all those other films, and that's like a, that's a pretty cool idea. Um, mm. But yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy, Matt, is actually something you... It's kind of not really... It's like Deadpool to X-Men, if that makes sense. It's like not... It's a, it's its own thing and it's a lot more kind of adult, I would say. And it's, mm-hmm. I don't know. I can't speak for the later ones, but... Um, and I haven't seen the, the newest one. But f- again, funny enough, I held off on all of them and then my brother was like, actually, you'd really probably like Guardians of the Galaxy. And it's just full of 70s tunes. It's great. Um, nice. Um, but... Yeah, there, there's and again, that's a tool as well. You know that that nostalgia using it as a, as a especially to ba- to balance out the kind of heavy CG use, mm. kind of roots it in some kind of familiar land. Sure, but, um, that's a cool idea. Yeah, I, I always see it like that. There's a bit of a it's a seesaw, mm. um, but the um, yeah, I just I, I feel really committed to kind of going on this quest and watching just more more classics okay i don't even need to be like the big famous classics but just if you like watch interviews with directors and stuff or actors even Mm -hmm. and they uh you know there's like the actor's table whatever it's called oh i love it on Uh, variety yeah 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 yeah. amazing but you but you hear them you like in the way that you hear musicians talk about uh you know oh i grew up with this album and influenced Mm -hmm. this and blah 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 that's that's seems really logical and easy to get my head around. Mm-hmm. But when you hear actors talking about how they watch certain movies and it it made them want to be an actor, or like mm-hmm. he loved they loved the way this happened, they their real understanding of the ins and outs of film um, makes you really kind of appreciate it even more. Mm. And so. Yeah, like when I heard a Robert Plant interview and he talked about Robert Johnson, I went and checked nice. out Robert Johnson. If I heard Ryan Reynolds talking about, I don't know, 
Iron Man 1942. Yeah. I'd watch that. Sure. That was... <laughs> <laughs> so stuck for examples. But yeah. you get my drift. Yeah, yeah. I um, it's good to hear like, them talk shop. Uh, I like that. I like them. I like hearing them talk as if like... like they, they're the pub. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. And like, it's like a job. And in the same way that musicians talk, like, oh, well, you know, I had to do this for money and then I had to do this. And I then, like that, yeah. I like, I really, like, I, I remember this one with Samuel L. Jackson and it's so good to hear him be like, well, yeah, I did that film because I, I had to pay the rent, you know, like I had nothing else on at the time and I'm I'm still in my old age, still looking for the next job. I'm still, I still get antsy when there's not a job in the pipeline, you know, like it doesn't end, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to find a place to end, but I need to have the money to, to, to be able to do that. Um, and it's weird to hear, you know, like when you hear people like who you expect yeah, to, yeah. to, 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 you know, be, you know, effort, effortlessly wealthy, talk, talk shop like that with other actors. I think that's, that's cool. And it's weird. And uh, maybe like a, a thing that why it works is, you know, you, you hold somewhat of what that actor has done or is, and so in a weird way, it's, it's like an Avengers of its own. Like, I don't know who Samuel L. Jackson is, but I've watched Pulp Fiction and I've watched, you know, like, <clears throat> you know, I, uh, you know, Oscar Isaac had just finished doing June and he was in one and like, mm-hmm. and yeah, he, I think I saw that one. And like, you know, and, and those, and, 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 you know, or even the comedy, like they, they, they do it with comedians and what have you, like you're not you're not kind of viewing them as people you're viewing them still as their characters to some degree like what if Ace Ventura met you know Adam Sandler or yeah, do you know or, what I mean or like, even even I'd still say that they're the real them that you think you're seeing is still a character you know sure, it's, it's, sure. it's it's a medley of all their their performances mm-hmm. and the public facing character he's mm-hmm. not going sitting in his pants and playing PlayStation mm-hmm. talking as if you were at home mm-hmm. you know it's uh yeah, I think that's that's really true. But it's also nice when they mix up ages, mm. um, like different generations of actors. Mm-hmm. That's a really interesting thing. Um, and different, that's uh, one with Adam Sandler, which was really good. Um, I think I've seen that. Is it with Jim Carrey and like there's loads of com- comedians in it? Or is it that one? I don't know if Jim Carrey's in it. I think, um, oh no, it was um, the Irish dude who's in that movie recently that Colin I really Farrell. liked. Colin Farrell, yeah. Colin Farrell and Adam Sandler and a few others. Maybe I've seen that. Yeah. yeah. But it, anyway, what's that should, called? What's it actually called? It's it's from the magazine Variety and it's uh, like the actor's table. We can put some links um, below. Like that, yeah. But yeah, it's very, um, it, it it scratches all the itches of, of, of things that I've already formed for music, if that makes sense. Like, yeah kind of behind the scenes, all those kinds of things. I'm always looking for like a podcast or whatever, a, a YouTube or, or the film or just the behind the scenes to like get me that access that I want to kind of get more knowledge about something. I, I love those videos because it it's, and um, there's another one, the famous one. So, uh, oh man, probably spinning in his He's not in his grave yet, but in his future grave. Um, it's kind of like it, it, uh, in the actor's studio, outside, inside the actor's studio. Oh, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and yeah, there's questions yeah. at the end. What's your favourite swear word? What's your favourite da-da-da-da-da? Um, like, that's always a really good one to watch, to kind of get. Mm. Again, I, I, I like seeing them talk about their craft and talk about, like, the, sure. the, the decisions and, and 
And like the kind of thing you get where people, you know, like you put a big weight on something and you're like, oh my God, why did they do that? Like, that's such a cool thing. You know, people were like, oh my God, the Joker, like, why did he do this? And is it to do with this? And is it this thing? And I bet he researched this and he went crazy on set or whatever. And then like so many interviews were just like, it's just my job. Like that's, that's just what mm. I did. I came on set and oh. I did my job. And so it's like, sometimes it's defl- it's the same way when people are like, what does this lyric mean? You know, and then yeah, you're like, yeah. oh, just, you know, I think the, there's a John Lennon quote that's just like uh, some guy turns up at his door. There's like a video and the guy's just like, what about this lyric? What about this lyric? And he's like, I don't know. Maybe I had a good shit that day. Like, do you know what I mean? He's not, <laughs> yeah. he's not from Yorkshire. You're, you're uh, John Lennon. Um, yeah. But that, like, it was just such a, like, to watch this guy think it was some kind of prophetic, you know, yeah. um, thing. And it was just you know, off the shoulder. But I think it scratches that same itch, I think. Definitely, videos. definitely. And it's nice when it's something else, because, you know, like I say, you kind of get... I don't, you know, As I think everybody knows, like there's a very close-knit thing with music and film and comedy mm-hmm. and all that. Um, and then, but it's really nice when you kind of feel like... I don't know, it's a bit of a change. I just really like film. I yeah. really, really like film. Mm-hmm. It's It's... I don't know much about it to be, uh, you know, a buff or anything, but I, just something about it is really, there's such kind of nice, I guess I'm quite visual. So they're quite, they, these little packaged, you know, a good one anyway, like a packaged uh, kind of concise experience. Mm-hmm. Very, very, very satisfying. I also watched um, uh, True Grit the other day. Um, so that's Jeff Bridges as uh, kind of American West kind of dude. Does he break a very priceless guitar in it? No. Okay. I think that's something else. Okay. I can't remember what. No, that's um, that is Tarantino, a Hateful Eight. Ah, oh, okay. Right. That's that's yeah. Because he the thinks Martin it's a prop in the and cabin it's a real for, one. For two hours. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Okay. Um. But no, True Grit's really good because oh, Jeff Bridges is also in Big Lebowski. So sure, you want a Jeff just Bridges? Just on a, a Bridges binge. <laughs> I'm going to rewatch. I mentioned Crazy Heart the other day. I'm going to mm. rewatch that because okay. that that's him as a musician okay, with nice. uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal. Nice, really good. So anyway, that's me watching old stuff. Well, you said um, you, meant, you mentioned music. What as in so oh, yeah. you've been because you got some some I think all the Williamses and all the kind of classic. Uh, um, let, let me just go through my recently added. So, yeah, I, where are we? Um, so, yeah, Towns Van Zant. Do you know Towns Van Zant? Is he related He's, to um, Matey Van Zant from um, Bruce Springsteen's band? So, there you go. So who's also in Sopranos? I don't he know. He's also in Sopranos, which is wild, isn't know, it? But he's not in it once. He's in it loads. Yeah. And he, his wife is plays his actual wife. We've talked okay. about it before. Um, but yeah, basically, Towns Van Zandt has a song called Dead Fl- Flowers, mm. which is where I first heard him. But it's actually a Rolling Stones cover. Okay. Uh, which I knew first because Guns N' Roses covered it too. Uh, in, so the more you know. But he has a um, an album called Road Songs mm-hmm. um, from 1994, so it's not actually that old. Um, but it's kind of like 
country vibes and sure. it's really really I don't know it's springtime here it's really nice in this kind of um this moment I guess uh so yeah I mentioned Credence mm. Credence Clearwater Revival you'll know them um I, I can't think of all the names of their songs I'm just trying to scroll really quick there's someone something about a back door uh ZZ Top sure I'm listening to lots of old ZZ Top bit of Elvis mm. uh called Elvis at the Movies um bit of Nina Simone nice in fact loads of Nina Simone uh Kenny Rogers yeah uh, and then it, the Iggy and the Stooges, really loving sure. that. And a bit of James Brown, um, always like a bit of James Brown. Mm. So yeah, that that's my kind of. I'm really liking that. And then I guess uh, from Lockstock, it was far more like, uh, I guess nineties. It's mm. like Ocean Color Scene, bit yeah. of Stooges in there, Stone Roses, that kind of thing. Mm. Um, what a film! And some James Brown in there as well. Yeah. So yeah, kind of. There's just there's just such a lot, and it makes you in the context when a good tune comes on in the context of a film setting, you're like, oh, like, yeah, that's yeah, so yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. and uh, certainly the what's oh, what's the one? Uh, oh man! Oh, that uh, by Ocean Color Scene. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's the. It's called. I don't know what it's called, but I, I know the one you called. mean. I know, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that's Stone Rose, isn't it? Uh, I don't know. I, I get confused with 90s bands. I can't I feel like Jack either. Wrench would know for some reason. Fair. But yes, <laughs> that's in, that's a fam- famously in Lockstock, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, it makes that, fa- it's that swagger. It's that, it's, I mean, it's a very different thing from the 70s we're talking about, but there is that. Very different. Those bands are all kind of, you know, kind of the, let's call it the arse end of rock and roll, where it was kind mm-hmm. of, waning but still in the 90s and you could have a coke habit like mm-hmm. and you know oasis uh, oasis and all that kind of thing like a little bit kind of a, a bit more of a tabloid based uh sex drugs and rock and roll kind of you know but um kind of you know it didn't have it didn't quite have the class like of puking the, on the your law. Reebok classics <laughs> kind of thing <laughs> nice you know i think it's a it's a bit more jeans Reebok classics and a and a you know and a kind of bomber jacket kind of Parker. yeah exactly but it had its own like sense of kind of you know swagger um and and it like i say it it, it is just um you can almost kind of there's a sense of like borrowing that's there that's kind of like you're taking that attitude and implanting it into the film and kind of vice versa sure. you know yeah 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 they 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 each kind of prop each other up yeah and and make both of them become cooler for it, mm. I think. Yeah, like a, um, uh, like in um, Peaky Blinders, I always thought the music that they had in that was always pretty good. And, and I think a lot of that, some of that, at least some of that is, um, uh, who's your band who you like and you told me and I like them and now I like them too. Uh, they're a punk band. They're Idols. Yes, yes. Um, I think they're, I think, I'm pretty sure it's Idols who was in there. Um, and again, like that kind of aggression and that kind of like, very bass, very dirty lead. Like it kind of props up that that element within the film. It makes it cooler, right? It it kind of yeah. It 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 does it 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 does a lot for the acting in mm-hmm. in a weird way. And that the way they carry themselves, you know, it gives you that them a kind of a credibility maybe mm-hmm. to to that element. And certainly with something like you know those kind of gangster like films. 
you know, you want their entrance. It's so important. You know, it tells you, the music tells you so much about how to view them as a character and how to, and just their, and also like their effect on the world. If you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like if they come, you know, in and it's, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like it, it doesn't have, you know, quite the same meaning. It's, it's, you know, I think it gives you an impression that like, oh, they're cool. Like they look Mm -hmm. cool and they're being presented as cool. And what you're looking at looks cool and sounds cool. So therefore they must be cool. If you know what I mean? Mm. Like, I think even like the, the, funny enough in the Guardians of the Galaxy, the main character is really trying to be cool and there's a lot of cool music going on around him, but the way they frame it, it's like, it's kind of in his head and, and it's, Mm -hmm. and that's like, like the opposite of that. It's kind of like a funny way of spinning it, like a song that's really, you know, really vibey. And if any other character was kind of, being introduced in that kind of frame set or Chris Pratt being, you know, being, you know, framed that way, you would, you would think like, oh, they're really cool, but they do, there's something about the way it's edited. Sometimes they'll kind of cut the music and he's just dancing and you can just hear him shuffling his feet. Like it's all in his head kind of thing, this idea. And I think that's like a really interesting, like sort of antithesis of that idea is that you're trying to show Mm. that, you know, you're using that music to show that, they think they're really cool in their head or they're trying really hard to be cool, but the rest of the world doesn't see them that way. Does, does that make mm-hmm. sense? It, it's kind of an yeah, interesting yeah. juxtaposition of, of, of working with it. And funny if I was going to say, there's a few channels that talk about film editing. Um, mm-hmm. I can't remember their names for the life of me, but I will put them in the description and I will actually put them in the description. Unlike all the other times <laughs> where I've forgotten. Um, <laughs> but um, it's really interesting and they talk about the editing of films and they seemingly have some kind of qualification in that, but Mm. they talk about like what it, like what it does for the film and like how it kind of changes your impression of the film and the characters and like the idea of like, uh, I think it's called the Kuleshov effect. Whereas like when you show like a character's eyes and then the next shot, that should be where they're looking. Right. Ah. And, you know, let's say, you know, let's say the camera, you know, it's tight shot and, you know, you're zooming in on a character and they are on top of a kind of cliff or, you know, they're on the, the edge of a mountain or whatever and they're looking, you know, defiantly or whatever. And the character closes in, you know, closes in on their eyes and they're, they're, they're looking that way. The next shot should be what they're looking at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. But what's interesting is like, how that can be played around with. And also I think one of the ones they were talking about was, um, uh, what was that failed kind of Marvel film that everyone just hated? Um, uh, it had everyone in it. it, had the Joker in it, it had Harley Quinn in it, it had Will Smith in it. It was called, they really tried to pick it up off the ground, but it, but basically the opening shot of that film, he is just discussing why the editing ruins that film. And a whole part of it is that the idea is that it's kind of meant to be like this kind of one long shot of introducing characters, but this effect, they keep getting it wrong. And oh, you're it, joking. it kind of, well, not getting it wrong, but like they keep like changing the perspective and it's, it kind of ruins the effect. And he's talking about like, if you changed it and he tries to kind of make, like it changes how you perceive the film so much and it was really interesting. I, you know, I 
not being in film in that sense. And, you know, it's cool to see some people kind of, you know, to really look at the techniques and like what that yeah, is like achieving. Critically, yeah. And like, again, like why they included, um, like some of the subtle things, you know, I think in Pulp Fiction where she does this and the little kind of dotted square uh-huh. comes up, like that's a really, in a very kind of stylized film, the fact that she almost kind of addresses the audience, like a, it's kind of like a wall break almost kind of thing, but it's a very, con- it happens once and that's it, it that one. I love those. You know, I can't remember it, what it's called, but the, the, the fourth wall, breaking the fourth wall, that's it. Yeah, yeah, but even, but it, it, it draws a line. She goes like, I think it's like she's saying, stop being like a square or something like that. And she goes, stop being such a, and it draws in a dotted line and it's just so out of place in the whole film. But like they talk about kind of the effect of that and like what that does, you know, it's kind of addressing you as the kind of reader of this story Mm. to some degree or the audience uh, and the effect that that has. And there's some really cool channels that, that kind of, um, yeah, kind of break those ideas down. It's really cool to see loads of things, you know, you've maybe felt, but you didn't realise why you felt them, you know, in that way. I thought it was really cool. Nice. So I'll try and uh, put them in. Nice. What are you excited about, Andrew? Well, uh, it's nearly the same thing. Um, uh, and it kind of, and I think we're kind of on 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 task to, to point it in this direction. Um, so I think I've spoken about this before and... It's just something that I think these days it's very, it's not very often that something sticks with you. Some people would Mm -hmm. say listening to this podcast, maybe it's once a week and that's correct. But we store them up, the things that we're excited about. And um, as I'm sure everyone is sick of hearing, and I feel like I'm kind of part of some kind of Stuart Lee routine where... The main thing I watch on a day-to-day basis are kids' TV programs. And that's 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 all I've got now. <laughs> <laughs> Just that's the thing I end up watching the most. And I think I've spoken about it in a previous episode before. But my you know, and again, you 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 want to in the same way that like I really work hard to like show him my son that is as much music as possible. And you want to show them the best things and you want to like give, I want to cook him the best food. And I'm like, yeah, I'm giving him, I've made all this from scratch and it's got the best ingredients and it's all no additives in there. And and now he's eating it and now he's healthy. Do you know what I mean? It's like, like you're building a little model. Like it's just kind of, you know, you want to, Give them the best everything, best experience, best, you know, you, 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 you edit your life, right, stop swearing, you know, don't, you have to temper your temper, you know, mm-hmm. don't get annoyed at him. He didn't know, he didn't know that was your favourite thing and now he spilt, you know, raspberry all over it. He didn't know. <laughs> don't shower him, you know, whatever. You, you just, mm. you have to, you know, he... You know, it's not at that level where he understands. So it's like you're constantly trying to be like, you know, because I don't want, you don't want him to have that impression of you, you know, or you don't mm. want to, you know, silly things you take for granted, right? And, you know, and, and that, that, that you realise that kids don't understand. Mm-hmm. And the difference between a 
play with him all the time. We fight with one another or whatever. He's at that point now where he's just like, dad, I'll, I just want to fight you. You know, or I want to like, not fight you, but chase. Can you chase me? I'll chase you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He likes taking my phone and being like, ah, and then I chase him. And then he kind of forgets what we're doing and we just sort of play anyway, if that makes sense. <laughs> but like the difference, like you have to be like, okay, what's the difference between you like sort of hitting me to be like, got you. And then what's the difference sure. in that and you hitting something, you uh, know? What's the intent? What's the intent? If you went up to a kid in the playground and did that, does it look like you're hitting them? Mm-hmm. All these things where you're like trying to balance and whatever. And so understandably as well, you know, you want to, you want, you know, uh, uh, you know, inevitably when they watch TV, we're like, oh, you want them to have, you know, and it's hard. You want to find something that's like great and it's teaching them good things and it's got good music and it's made well and it's cared about and, you know, and it's like a, you know, Sometimes you just need him to watch something while you can finish making dinner. And that's kind of the mm-hmm. thing, you know, oh, it's just you and you need to make dinner and he wants to touch the really hot pan, you know, like, mm-hmm. and it's just like, okay, that will distract him for a few minutes where I can just get this finished. And that's fine. Um, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, we have in fully embraced in all our hearts, the Australian TV program, Bluey. And it is about two little girl dogs and they're mum and dad. And they're from Australia, being Australian, doing Australian things. Um, it's kind of propped up by the BBC. It's taken the world by storm. Bluey, uh, she's a blue healer. Um, and the family are what healers. Does, what does that mean? It's a dog, a blue healer. Okay. Um, there's a red healer and a blue healer. And so, for example, mm. Bluey is blue. Her sister, Bingo, is a red one. And again, the mums, mum and dad are blue and sort of red, tech, orange. And I've already professed my love for it. It's just so nice. And there is like tons of classical music in it and the music's brilliant and the parenting is brilliant and it's just not got an agenda and it's just sensible and kind and fair and just so well made. Mm. I've said to this so many times, we end up watching it when he goes to bed or it just stays on or whatever. There's new episodes coming out right now, which we literally were like, every Sunday we're like, it's new Bluey Day. We can't, we can't wait. And we've cried. There are so many point, and they're seven minutes long, right? That's and, great. And there are- what a lovely length. And like, you wouldn't believe it at all. And some of the stories and the emotions that they like bring in, and and they just really seem to like capture that thing of where you're at as a parent. And apparently it was already, it was meant to be written for adults first and foremost. Mm-hmm. And then when it was picked up, they they stood it more towards kids. And the That's idea cool. it was quite more a, quite a lot of the best things I think do, uh, ride that line quite well. Yeah, it's it's as much about the other level that you're the, the kids aren't seeing, if that makes sense, and, and mm-hmm. parents and your relationship and, uh, and, uh, you know, and how that changes and, and what have you. So anyway, we're watching our favorite TV program, right? And like I say, the kind of always the premise is, you know, every episode, there's like a, a, a thing. And it's usually based around like 
you know, some kind of moral thing, why you shouldn't hog, you know, why you should, you know, sharing, um, loneliness, what have you. But, and they've already tackled some like huge, some really big topics, really, really big topics. Um, I think like for, for, for one of them, uh, there's an episode called Copycat and the dad wakes up. And again, the dad is the, is the comedy. He's, it's dad. He, or he kind of is always playing to the audience, which is you. He's always super fun and silly with the kids, but he's also, again, like people, um, he's been voted like dad of the year or whatever, a million times. The way his style of parenting has kind of been, you know, lauded Mm -hmm. by everyone and and praised by just how, how good it is. And he wakes up and Bluey is copying him. Why are you copying me? Why are you copying me? Stop copying me. Stop copying me. And they're playing that game. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's comedic moments. He, you know, is trying to, Hi, my name's Bluey and I stink like a monkey's butt. Hi, my name's Bluey and I stink, you know, like trying to make her, you know, not say whatever. Um, He sees the next door neighbour and asks, he's like, Hi, Wendy, do you know that I like to smack my bum as hard as I can? And then she stops copying him and he's like, where were you on that one? And then she joins (laughs) back in kind of thing. And it's very comedic and very funny and, and, you know, they're doing that. And then the dad's like, well, I'm going for my morning walk now and I like to walk really fast. And so they're walking really fast and they walk past an injured bird and they stop and the game stops there. And like, what's wrong with the budgie? And, oh, it's really, really sad. Okay, Blue, you need to get me, get me, you know, the box, get me a a kitchen towel. Like we're going to try and, you know, get this guy to a vet, whatever. They put him in a kitchen towel and whatever. And, you know, they drive to the thing and get there and they get there to the vet. And they're, they're like, okay, you know, just, we found her by the side of the road. I think a cat might have got her. Da, 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 da. Like, can you, what can you do? Long story long, the budgie dies. And it becomes an episode of this child trying to understand this quite a big concept. And she gets home and she s- says to her sister, oh, you know, she's obviously really upset. Can you be the budgie like can we play Mm -hmm. can we play this game and basically the episode sort of starts again but the little sister is the budgie and at the end of the episode the budgie gets to the vet Uh, he she has to like and it's comedic she's obviously got to pick up her sister in this box and he's really heavy (laughs) and whatever and the mum is the vet and she you know gives her the the thing and the mum goes oh i'm really sorry the the budgie's died and sh- and obviously the, the the comedic relief is that they didn't tell Bingo to die, and then so like the little sister comes flying out and she's happy and whatever, and they're like, oh, this is this what you wanted, Blue? Like, why do you want to play this game? And like, what you realise at that point is that she never stopped playing copycat. The way the episode plays out with her playing it with Bingo, she's trying to copy her dad, mm-hmm. and her dad dealt with it really well. And so she's trying to learn how to deal with death by copying what he did. And so like, she's like saying the same thing. So there's a bit where he tries to pick up the budgie and budgie bites his finger and he's like, oh, toughen up. Like, come on, that kind of thing. And she's like, oh, bingo, can you bite? Like, you have to nip me. And she bites and she says the same thing. And you realize at the end of it, the game never stopped. And it was like, Mm -hmm. oh, that's such a like... 
I didn't see that as it was happening. And then I, I realized mm-hmm. it later on. And like, it's such a, I was just like, wow, that's such a cool idea. Like such a nice, well-written, well-crafted story to tell a, a really big, that's like a really difficult thing for someone, a kid to understand, you know? Sure, sure, sure. I've taken a long way getting here, but the most, that's one good. of the most recent episodes. Um, and I just kind of wanted to mention, I just thought it was really cool. They're on holiday and the previous episode, they go on holiday and it's kind of, you know, it sort of leads on after that. And you never really realise why, but they're playing on the beach and for some reason, the dad is very visibly sad. Like very, very visibly. He's, oh, this is the one I watched. Yeah, so I sent this to Matt before the thing because I was like, oh, I wanted my, to talk my, about this. My first Bluey. My yeah. first Bluey ever. And I was just like... And and the whole episode, the kids are playing and the mum and and they're trying to play on the beach and the kid, the dad is just not there. And I was like, it, the second it start, it happened, again, I was, you know, obviously you, you didn't have any prior episodes to kind of gauge it from. Mm-hmm. But the whole point is they're trying to like, dad, can, you know, like, can you teach me to do this or whatever? Or like, will you do this? And he's just like, so what? Like, and it's just such... Like the, it couldn't be further from what you know, you know, that character as. And so it just was so jar, like it, it really was heavy. We were like, what's going to happen? Like what happened? Like maybe his mum or dad died or like, maybe, you know, like what, what, you know, what, what happened? And you never find out. And, and again, what's so nice about the episode is that his daughter gets upset. And he has to teach her how to kind of work through it mm-hmm. and how to kind of let go of those emotions. And so it's, that's the kind of, you know, the play. But like, it, I don't know, maybe, you know, maybe it's just me, but I was like, oh, that's, that's how I'm upset. Like if I'm upset about something, that's exactly how I'm upset. Mm-hmm. And it was just so jarring. I can't describe how... I was saying to you, it's like Thomas the Tank Engine, you know, like seeing Thomas the Tank Engine sob into his sleeve. Do you know what I mean? It would be like Peppa Pig being, I don't know, unable to get out of bed because she's, you know, so depressed or, or you know, like those, I, I, stop me if I'm wrong, I, programs don't really tackle those kinds of things. And I also felt like it didn't really go too far down that message, but I just thought it was just and kind of as it should be, I think, it was just kind of part of the going on of life. Yeah, it didn't, it, unless I missed something, it, I never knew what the deal was. You never do. And it, apparently the internet is trying I, to find out. It, what, sorry? The, inter, the entire internet is trying to find out what oh, I he's see, upset right. about. Well, yeah, it's, uh, and I quite like that in a way. But, and, and I think that's what's good about it, is it's just, and, and it was just, it was just, I was like, wow. Like, you know, for example, the girls in the episodes get upset all the time. I'm sure Peppa Pig gets really upset all the time. A lot of the female characters can quite often, you know, cry or, or whatever. That's kind of like a part of their thing, you know, like mm-hmm. their arc, let's call it. You know, there's often a kind of, you know, pick yourself up and, you know, get back on the road type of message in a lot of these things. To me personally, it felt like the first time I was like, 
kind of normalized it's like oh that that's a bit upset do, do, do you know mm. what I mean like or or tackled that image you know mm. like everyone's aware of it everyone's I'm sure been like well dad's a bit off or if you've ever seen your dad cry or something like that like that's a thing you know like it's like a, mm-hmm. me- a memory you know like or even the times your dad's been angry or whatever you know that's a or even even you know as you get older your relationships change with your father and your parents or whatever and you know maybe you know something that you didn't realize maybe that did really upset your dad at that time and you didn't mm-hmm. realize it till now or something like that but yeah it just it, it was just like it just reinforced again that's what i want my kid to be watching do you know what i mean like mm-hmm. and yeah, and yeah, yeah. like really nice they handled it really gently they handled it really poignantly and and also kind of with some positivity to it but i've just i don't know it just has stuck with it i just can't stop thinking about it nice. and it made me think like it was such a big you know like a plot twist, you know, like a plot twist in a film. There's some mm-hmm. really good films like Sixth Sense and whatever. There's a big plot twist and that's, that was like the thing. Everyone was like, oh my God, I didn't see that coming kind of thing. And that had an effect on you at that point. And I think that's quite rare. And so for it to kind of just appear in this kid's immediately, just like, whoa, what's like, what's, whoa, what's going on? What's going on here? Like what? Like, why is he upset? Yeah, yeah, why yeah. is it, why, 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 what's, what's the matter, you know? Mm-hmm. I just yeah it, it just stuck with me so much and I was just like man that's what I want to see not more of but do you know what I mean as in that's that's <laughs> I think that's just it was just such a a, a powerful yeah, message sure, sure. you know yeah it's, diff- it's difficult to kind of I don't know I'm a bit rubbish at remembering and or like reference points in other media sure. or whatever but we were, you know, what we're going to talk about today, like immersion Mm-mm. and being immersed and stuff. I think there's definitely some some things which set apart uh, one thing from another mm. to make you kind of well more immersed. Mm-mm-mm. Like, and I think this this sounds like an example. Like, I need to basically show this. I, I, it's the first time I've seen it, but I'm going to show it to my sister who's got okay. a little uh, a little my little it's nephew. The best program ever. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if she'll have heard of it, but mm. I also really, I think the Australian, every time I've met an Australian, they they do the right balance of <laughs> sure. uh, humour to love mm. is like really well, it's a really good culture mm-hmm. It's and not taking it to set themselves too seriously. You know, it's just very like, yeah, wholesome Mm-mm. in my mind. Um. But yeah, no, I, I definitely think that there's, it's, it, maybe it's just, it's uh, like kids shows designed predominantly for kids and not for adults. Mm-hmm. But I think something having a little bit more, you know, wider awareness and being more open. I'm trying to think of, like the Simpsons always did that quite well. Funny enough, when I was trying to think of like a reference point, I was trying to think of like, I was like, oh, has, has Homer been sad particularly? I was like, but I think like Marge kind of, he had some, you know, Kind of, I think a little more. Um, I think you know, like I kind of feel like before Sopranos and Breaking Bad, it was like mm-hmm. actor is sad. <laughs> do, you, do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe it wasn't as nuanced kind of thing. Um, but also, also those kind of shows that um, I, I'm sure there's a really famous example that I'm missing 
uh, where it's aimed at kids, mm. but then there's a an undertone which adults can knowingly get along to as well. Yeah, yeah. Like I mean, obviously, like Toy Story kind of did that, you know, to some degree, and and mm-hmm. Futurama, which is kind of Simpsons too. Like it, it, again, like the the riding that line of yeah, like the 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 adults are aware of what's going on, and maybe there's you know there's kind of jokes or whatever around it. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I I think. You know, and obviously, you know, obviously, you know, there's a lot of discussions going on on like what kids should see, when they should see it, how, when, blah, blah, yeah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah. But I think as far as, you know, uh, kind of a balance, I, I think as with all those things, I think the best eventuality <clears throat> is usually just kind of having them there. And like, you don't need to sort of stand and point at them. But I think it's just, mm. it's just real life. That's kind of, you know, it's it's part of every day, and and that's you know, and I think that's what's nice. I didn't have to, you didn't need to know what was the matter, and you didn't need to know why, and it was quite and and the characters act like it's a fairly normal thing. You know, the mum's just like, come on, you know, like you're gonna you, just let it go, like you'll be fine, kind of thing, like mm-hmm. or whatever. And again, like you know, that helps you maybe contextualize it. Maybe it's not so much of a big thing. Maybe he's upset. Sure. Uh, the the daughter gets upset. Uh, someone ruins her little bird that she made, and he's like, "Oh, you know, when you put something beautiful out there, then it's not really yours anymore." And, and I thought that was a really mature line. Yeah, I was like, well, I think that that's very deep. Well, you know, but then I, I loved it. I think you know, you. I think <clears throat> you know, we. I mean, just a, bit, a million ways around it. But we always try and talk to our kid as an adult. You know, and and, mm-hmm. and 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 not. I think those things are going to come, whether you like it or not. You know, they're going to be exposed yeah, yeah, yeah. to those things. It's just kind of preparing them for that. So, like, yeah. I, anyway, I it, it was just kind of. It's just. I just felt like oh, I really wanted to just mention and highlight it. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was a really cool thing, and I thought it, it just was surprising how big of an impact that had on the viewer. I felt it just. Was just like, oh my god, why? What? Why? Whoa! Do you know what I mean? Like, mm. why? What's going on? Why are we? <laughs> you know, what's happened here? Kind of thing, and mm-hmm. and just, and then yeah, like really, you know, it was really heavy to, for us, you know, like to to be like, oh, I hope he's okay. <laughs> Do you know what mm. I mean? Like, it's a funny, uh, funny thing, but it, again, just like I say, re- completely reinforces like, man, that's that's Great that's show. that's that's what you want, you know, something that's gonna kind of handle something like that so well as it did anyway um nice and i suppose that kind of does yeah like you say i've kind of been looking at it and it was just um kind of uh when i was thinking about this i was thinking about how like and i think it's a very hard thing to pinpoint but that difference between something you know whether it's something you recommended or whatever and you you put it on or something you wanted to see or something that you just come across or something you've known for ages like there are those few moments where something seems to like be exactly at your wavelength it's like it's Mm -hmm. directly it's found your number and it's just for whatever reason 
at that moment, it's everything. Like, sure. And it's like, it's, it's, like a, like on. whether it's a film, whether it's music, whatever, there is just like, a, it's almost like there's sometimes maybe there's a window or, or, or like, what is it that like takes something from being, you know, just a record to you or just a film or just a whatever, that thing that just takes it to that level where, mm-hmm. you know, you know, as, as we spoke about in this, you know, that thing where you, you can't stop talking about it, can't stop thinking about it or just something that like really, really, you know, sort of blew your mind and really, really like opened your eyes to something. And, you know, and it's a moment that you'll never forget that, that kind of, unveiling of that you know experience with that's just listening to a record like say going to see a film or reading a book at the same time i thought uh, sometimes something doesn't land Mm -hmm. and there's like a like whether it's your circumstances your location like what is it that makes it like i've had experiences where i've seen something a second time and been like whoa why didn't i love this this is great yeah that's actually very interesting and always a shame, actually. Yeah. Um, but in an effort to, um, you know, put a very swift end to this uh, debate mm. and, uh, and completely sabotage the podcast, okay. I've written a short five-point list oh, as please. what I think <laughs> immersion is. Okay, please. But no, I, I, no I'm with you. There, there are some things which do... I think I'm on that quest. I think we're both on that quest, actually. Mm. In fact, many people are all the time to try and find the best things, collect them like a little magpie of mm-hmm. media consumption. And uh, yeah, just, there are like, there are some things, but I've got five things, which I think it's something needs to be for me to be immersed. Nice. So should you want me to share? Please. Yeah, please. Okay. So number one mm. is brilliance. Okay. Okay. So it has to be brilliant. Mm-hmm. And I define that sublist as um, oh, it is. This is harder, and I, I'm going to skip over this. It's not the point, but okay. a side point: uh, originality, authenticity, and craftsmanship is kind of sure. where I'm at with brilliance. That's my definition, anyway. Mm-hmm. But so, yeah, something to be brilliant, uh, like reach a a quality threshold that you're that you know, exceeds your expectations or meets your expectations. Mm-hmm. Something that's, yeah, you're like, it's satisfying. It, it kind of hit, p- pushes all the buttons that you're like, that is great. Mm. And that's different for everyone, I mm. have to say. It's completely different for everyone. And that's why there's lots of different stuff out there for different people. It has to be like a, so, I feel like it has to be like a, a noticed quality as well if that makes sense like there needs to kind of be a there is a level of trust when you know there's like a contract maybe that I feel like when you're engaging in something like that whether it's a book or a record or a film or series whatever where like you're like ah this was loved and, sure. You know, and yeah, we like, talked about we talked about a bit about that with Bride, I think. About yeah, um, yeah, the the kind of yeah, done with care or whatever, mm. made with care, made with love, 
Um, I think that's yeah, that's really important. And then, and no matter if you like it or not, it doesn't have to. It's not always for you, you know. No, no. Um, and I think you need to. It's that. It's almost like a little wink from whoever's has made it. Just like I got you covered. Do you know what I mean? Like I, I, um, I. I built this from the ground up with my hands. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. how you, it's like a, um, I, I feel like I'm, that's like a, my first test. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, Ooh, somebody is on the details here. <laughs> you yeah. know, somebody, somebody cared about it. Yeah. Um, the second thing I think for me to be immersed is, uh, I'll put the word unexpected. Okay. So something about it needs to kind of surprise me. Mm-hmm. Um, and that doesn't have to be like an explosion or like something really flashy. Mm. It can just be like Stand By Me. I was like, huh, that was it. Mm. It was. It surprised me. It was like, it's that simple. And it, and then it, it's almost grounding in a way. Mm-hmm. So it's a nice surprise. Um, so yeah, just some element of something unexpected in there, I think. Well, even I think sometimes, and I wonder if that's sometimes a notion of it. Is it is it being unexpected a part of that? So, for example, uh, you uh, you go see a film. Mm-hmm. You don't know anything about it, or you're out and someone's like, "Hey, do you want to go see a film?" Oh, it's called this. Yeah, we're all going, and you're like, "Oh." Pfft. I haven't seen a film. I haven't seen. I haven't seen a trailer. Sorry, I haven't seen a picture. Oh, sure, yeah, like, no expectations. Is is that an element where it's just like, or you know, a band? Uh, 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 you go to a festival, and you're like, oh, we're gonna go and um, we're gonna go see this guy at this tent or whatever, and you're like, cool, and you go there and you just like, whoa, wah, you know, like who's this, you know, like or whatever. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that's maybe like a. Yeah, so I think you I've know. I've just put unexpected slash expectations, mm. maybe unexpected tations, because <laughs> um, I think it's kind of the same thing ish. Mm. It's in the, under the same umbrella. Sure, you know what I mean, of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of of it doing something. I guess if you, yeah, if you have no expectations, it can still catch you off guard, and if you do, it can, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that's good. But I think as well, you know, like like you say, something unexpected. I think an element of that is maybe, maybe, um, maybe it is that linear. As in, like, it's also the opposite. Maybe it's something that's like completely set up. You're like, okay, George Clooney, Brad Pitt, and um, you know, other famous actors are <laughs> are in this film. It's Ocean's 50, whatever, right? And um, the lift opens and someone shoots all of them dead. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And they're out of the film now. Like, is it as much about kind of, like the end of The Departed, if you've seen that. Um, mm-hmm. Is it like, you know, th- does it need to have some kind of, subversion of your expectation maybe you've set up your expectations and you're like oh I'm going to watch this kind of film and this is what it is and it's got Brad Pitt in it and I'm sure he's hilarious Brad Pitt and George Clooney being hilarious together and then it's not 
Is that? Yeah, do you know I like, what I mean? I, 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 I like to be played with in that way. Yeah. I like to. It's like someone who goes, who's because it's that's very knowing. Like it takes someone to make something like that. That's uh, they know what people are expecting to mm. an extent, especially yeah. when you're talking about names and like that in film or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I think it's quite nice for someone to go, okay. That it'd be so easy to just give them what they want, mm-hmm. flip it on his head, yep. sack it off, or yeah, like your main character dies in first scene. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. Now what? You yeah. know, and then you <laughs> then it's, it's it's you've 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 just instantly pressed the reset button, mm-hmm. and got everyone on an even keel, uh, you know, in it together. I I, I like that loads. Mm. Um, my third point is intrigue, as in uh-huh. doesn't give everything away. So sure. it's nice, it's or mystery, or mm. you know, yeah. I don't like things that are like. And then they went to the shops, and it's sure. Just, just, just. You can imply they went to the shops with many, uh, you know, filmy. Or it seems to be referencing film here loads. This applies to music as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, and again, like, yes. the writing thing, funnily enough, like, again, like, the classic thing of just, like, oh, um, you know, let me go and see my sister-in-law and I will see what she has to say about this. You know, like, well, you know, let me go and see my sister-in-law who's recently bereaved and I will see, Do you know what I mean? Like, it's a really lazy way. <laughs> yeah, of- or go... Uh, yeah, if you're, a, I don't know, a character in royalty or something and it's like, how are you today? Yeah, I'm okay, except for the the pressure of royalty, given that I've got my un- up-and-coming, you know, uh, royal thing going on, and the pressure to marry uh, from the family. It's all very, it adds up to being quite stressful. But apart from that, I'm okay. It's <laughs> yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. you're like, okay, you're just spelling it out for me. I mean, I can imagine that. Mm. And I can, uh, you know, people aren't, it needs to be spoon-fed all the time. Mm-mm-mm. That said, that, that's not saying, though, that everything has to be really mysterious. It mm. is nice when you're given... Something I'm just uh, not everything. I think is what I'm getting at. Mm, I think that can be nuanced as well. I think you know. I think that's you know case in point. Like why is Bluey's dad sad? Mm-hmm. Like it's a very simple. It's, I mean, I think the I I'm in, in, increasingly excited by the I. You know, certainly that's what excited me about some of the ideas of like manga and anime, and certainly like with Bluey. Is that like you have to establish an idea and tell that story in a very short amount of time, and like how can you best put that across in a short amount as possible that still feels kind of like worthy and still feels apt for what you're trying to do, without like you know kind of resorting to extreme you know, kind of, or just a kind of very lazy style of writing, just like, oh, and she's the queen and you're her brother and that's me. You know, like you have to kind mm-hmm. of, like, I think there's a a, a really, um, uh, a really, uh, such a, a a beauty to doing that. Funny enough, um, one of my sort of famous, uh, sorry, one of my favourite um, uh, kind of manga artists uh, released a kind of collection of short stories and one thing that I really, really enjoy is that they're about 20 pages long. Mm-hmm. But by the end of the 20 pages, you care about what's going to happen. And considering there's no real text and obviously a very small amount of dialogue, because it is obviously, you know, 
it's a manga so it's literally you know mm-hmm. a cartoon it is it is you can't you can't really do a whole manga of just one dialogue if you know what i mean like you have to kind of skip over it and just show it's kind of half and half you you don't get all the text but then you don't get all the image you're kind of trying to like find the best way to show the emotions and relationships between people to set up a story that obviously a short story as well. So you're going in brand new story, brand new characters. How can you explain their situation? How can you explain their story, their relationship? What are the things you can do to like show that about that character Mm -hmm. in the smallest amount of time possible so that at the end you can have some kind of meaningful resolve is, is like an art form in itself definitely you know but it's an art form that everyone practices as well you know it's like if someone disagrees with something they could just raise their eyebrow ever so slightly <laughs> sure, and it's set sure. and it says everything and, mm. and i yeah i find that we do it as humans all the time and i find it, it i guess maybe that is the I don't know the endless mission everyone you know trying to capture those nuance nuances mm. and that not everything can be brilliant i guess Mm-mm. um but yeah, the the next thing on my list is setting. So uh, where you are, mm. as in if you're watching a film and you're in a cinema, you know, no distractions, like that, I think that's physical immersion, you know, like if it's music, headphones and you're mm. on a walk, you know, no distractions. You're at a gig, mm-hmm. music, immersion, it's too loud and you have to be present and like connect with it. Mm. I think that's, yeah, it's obvious, but it's, it's important, I think. And mm. I do find myself sometimes, I've, I think one of the, I, the latest TV show I watched, I spent quite a lot of it playing this really stupid game on my phone. And uh, <laughs> you're like, I kind of get what's going on. This is going on forever. And, you know, I just, it, maybe I've just got, I was just going through the motions to, to complete it really. Mm. And uh, even though it was very good, it was just just too much of it, and I was a bit just felt like a task. So, um, but I'd probably enjoyed it more if I just put my phone away and you know, sure, bit of discipline there, Matthew. So maybe I should put that on my list. Um, I think, uh, but go on, go on. I was going to say, I think location kind of also comes out to like literally where you are, as in like as a person. I think, oh. uh, you know, I would think like a couple of the examples I had and also like in, in, uh, you know, I think also like the kind of digestion is as key. I think, you know, I, the, one of the examples I've got is like watching something on a plane. It's just not, yeah, as, great. It's, sometimes it's the perfect thing. Other times it's super distracting always some idiot on the thing trying to you know keep me safe um interrupting the film every few minutes so i'm trying to watch something like you know obviously the kind of background uh kind of uh you know noise going down sometimes i've been like you know what i respect you too much to continue watching this (laughs) but then other times i've watched something and you know the kind of I think maybe sometimes there's a heightened sense of emotion considering you're surrounded Definitely. by these other people who may not yeah. or may not be watching that film, but sometimes like I'm like feeling a little tearful and I'm like, hold Definitely. it together, Groves. I think, I think I think there's a physical thing about something to do with 
being in a pressurized cabin at 50,000 feet mm. or whatever. Something physical. You know how your feet feel weird when you go for a long haul flight? Sure, yeah. You're like, that's a physical effect. This Just because it's all pressurized and whatnot, mm -mm. my body's having a weird time here. <laughs> and I remember I watched uh, A Star Is Born when it first okay. came out. Lady Gaga, Bradley Cooper. Good movie. But in my mind, it's like an incredible movie mm -hmm. because... I like sobbed and it was just the cool. most emotional. It is very emotional. Mm. I can't, it might be still great, but it was definitely heightened from being on a plane. Okay. And, you know, my little blanket with my, my seat controversially like streamed back. And then in my noise cancelling headphones, so I couldn't hear the cries of the person I'm crushing behind me. Cries <laughs> uh, <laughs> for help. But yeah, I could, their tears were probably more than mine. But yeah, I, it was definitely heightened. So, um, there, and I watched, um, I think I've mentioned it on here, but what's that one about with Hugh Jackman in the circus? This is The Greatest Show, The Greatest Showman. Greatest Showman. I watched that on a plane mm. and I came off the plane and was like told, I was in a room with loads of people, we're going to watch a movie. I was like, you God, we have to watch The Greatest Showman. It's like the one of the best movies I've ever seen because right. I'd watched it on a plane. Mm. It went down like a lead balloon. It was, yeah, everyone I was really, underwhelmed. I think, it, I think it's really mid, yeah. Yeah, but... I, and I didn't, I wasn't sitting there going, this is awesome. I was like, oh, what did, what did I watch? <laughs> so yeah, that really backfired. So yeah, I think, no, if you're watching a film on a plane, careful. But, but also, you know, for example, like with music, I think like sometimes, and I, I think I have said something along those lines before, but like I have bought a record and just been like, and then have a much longer later, could be a few years, could be six months. I'm on, you know, shuffle or random or whatever. Something comes on, I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing. What's mm -hmm. this? And I'm like, oh, it's a record I bought. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. like, and then I'm like, oh my God. I go back to that record and I'm, I'm in the, I'm in, I'm like physically in that location. Does, does that make sense? Got like, you. I'm kind of yeah, like, yeah. oh, I'm ready for to listen to this or I'm ready to get into well, Radiohead now well, you know? I, is that my but I think you're, what you're talking about is my fifth and final oh, okay. point which is which is timing okay uh, so like I thought you were getting a setting as in like if I am in Spain listening to Gypsy Kings sure I'm enjoying it ever so much more right yeah that's fair enough uh, but I see what you mean but yeah it's like time and place mm -hmm. kind of very linked uh, but yeah, timing being something, things hitting you at the right point in your life. Mm -hmm. And I had this recently, just like you were saying then, um, on shuffle, London Grammar came on off the first <laughs> record. It came out like 10 years ago. And I remember being like, yeah, it's all right. It's a bit boring. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then now I'm like, that's really good. Mm. Maybe I've, maybe we've met the boring curve. <laughs> And I'm equally as boring as me. No, I think maybe I've just got a a, a, a more refined palette. But um, yeah, really, really liked it. And so I'm going to like give that the time of day. But at the time, just didn't really, didn't mm. really call me. Yeah, it's funny, funny how, uh, uh, again, in another, like you say, timing, uh, a few of the examples I've got are things I've watched episodically and things I've binged watched or read. And for example, 
there's a few series. Um, well, again, actually, I've had the same experience with both. Is that I was watching one and it comes out every week, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm watching it every week, but there's quite a lot of information to hold in this particular story. And there's quite a lot of family tree that comes into play. And it's to do with the kind of a royal, you know, royal blood and whatever, and who's a brother and sister. And there's a lot of kind of unveiling of like, oh, and that's so-and-so's dad. And you didn't know that. And that's, oh my God, you know, like whatever. Or like, it turns out really this blah, 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 was so-and-so. And that is a very key part of the story. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's a, it's a 10 out of 10 anime, but like holding that information each week, you kind of got to refresh yourself. You're like, okay, where are we at again? That's why they do a previously on 24. Sure, sure, sure. That's why that exists. But then I, funny enough, this program hasn't finished yet as an anime. And in my library, they had the whole manga collection. So I was like, I'm just going to read it. It doesn't cost me anything. Mm -hmm. So literally within about a week. I just got the whole thing every night, bosh out a couple couple of books. And I was just like gripped. Like I was enjoying the anime, but I was just like, I must finish the next book. Like, oh my God, what's going to happen? And I was like ranting and raving about it. I was like, oh, this is like, the story is so good. There are so many twists or whatever. And it got me thinking like, just because I was like, burning through it and I could like it, it kind of helped me like there's a lot of kind of future and time and whatever it helped me like really hold all that information and really know like oh I know where I am and even like if events were happening I had a way better understanding of when they were happening like if something really bad happened and then something really bad happened and something really bad happened which kind of happens in this program it, it just kind of just goes down really um, famously, like that could be over six, seven weeks. But if you're like there binge watching it, you're like, oh my God, his dad's dead. And then he's that. And then this happened and then everyone died. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's like you, you feel the gravity as well of that situation. And so and what, like, if you watch it, if you like consume it quicker. I think it's just, yeah. Like, I mean, I'm, um, uh, I'm trying to think of like, you know, like I'm sure there are many series where like maybe, you know, even if like maybe they're take, I don't know, for example, let's take a very basic example. Let's say something like Breaking Bad or something like that. And, you know, let's, I'm just going to make up a whole bit of the plot. Let's say they're there and they're in there, the two characters and they're in their thing and they're making drugs. And then somebody boots down the door and it's the police officer, but that police officer is actually, oh, and then, yeah, so they're, boots down the door and they're in the back room and the police officer is in the front room and the two guys, they only hear the door. They didn't know. And so they're trying to hurriedly get all their stuff and get all their drug paraphernalia and and get it ready to leave the house. And the police officer, he's searching through the, um, uh, through the corridor or whatever. And then he opens the door and the episode ends. And then, uh, you wait a week and the next episode Mm -hmm. comes out, he comes through the door and it turns out, it's one of their, um, that isn't the police officer who opened the door. It was his dad who opened the door. 
and his dad is there now. And then, oh, nice. and do you, know, do you know what I mean? Like, and you know, and it's getting more tense. And now like on one hand, he's going to meet the police and the other side, thing he might bump into his dad. And then he's got that kind of confliction. Like, what's he going to choose? And da, 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 and, there, and there's tension, 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 building, building, building. And then the episode ends and then there's more tension, tension, tension. Like if you saw that over a few weeks, the kind of yeah. accumulated or cumulative tension is somewhat dissipated. And you're like, oh, okay, where are we? Oh, okay, it was his dad. Do you understand? So like, I feel like uh, yeah. there's a greater I, sense of gravity, I think, maybe. I definitely think it it, hap- it depends on the thing because if I've been, I watched the show recently, like I was saying, mm. binge watched it, half watching and like big stuff had happened. I'm like, oh, cool. And you just, you kind of just like, it's just more, if it's, if it's, too quick mm. you haven't really got time to process or sure um you know assess the gravitas the gravitas the mm. gravity of the situation mm-hmm. so i think it can go both ways sure sure I, there's maybe a it's i think it's easy with music though i think more like what you were saying with it with music because you can you could binge a lot mm. when you first get an album and then come back to it in like a month mm-hmm. and then you're like ah oh, cool it's had time to settle in true you know. I kind of it makes me think of uh, we would um, like kind of the idea of like releasing singles before an album and mm-hmm. I saw many people in various comments always be like oh I'm gonna wait I'm not gonna listen because I want the, to hear the whole album as a thing and like maybe you hear something and that it's great in that moment, but it could have been greater for you had you had listened to the whole album and maybe that, that oh, point in the album context. yeah, was kind of meant to, you know, that was meant to be a real pinnacle piece of the album. But now, un, you know, un, unavoidably, that's something now that you're familiar with and when you hear the intro, you're like, oh, okay, that's coming. So maybe there's an intro, like there's a problem with, maybe like, again, like that, that, that has a, an effect, you know, um, mm-hmm. um, you know, you could argue, well, if you don't hear the single, you might not check out the album and da, 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 da. But again, like that's still, depending on how the record is, you know, I'm sure if it's, you know, Pink's latest record, I'm sure it doesn't matter as much, but like, sorry, Pink, but like they're a little more, sta- you know, standalone, but maybe, you know, mm-hmm. Dark Side of the Moon, for example, let's say you heard, you know, Money or Time or, so- I don't know, something they're the same, aren't they? Yes. <laughs> uh, um, uh, uh, maybe, uh, maybe that would, you know, spoil your. I uh, so experience. Queens of Stone Age, one of my favourite bands of the mm. all time. Wow. Yeah. Um, I was going to say the twenty first century, and then I realised they probably cross, and they do. Um. So yeah, they're one of my favourite bands of all time. They released a new single mm. this yeah like really recently yeah and and an album well you can pre-order the vinyl mm-hmm. and I think the album is out in June okay. and there's a single and I don't yeah I listened to the single a couple of times and I don't know what to think about it I've but also listened it's to it a couple in, of times it, it, say again I've also listened to it a couple of times what do you think about it? I think um, I think it's cool that the riff was written by a drummer. Um, was it? 
Yeah, I'm, it's my theory. I was talking to Sophia about it because it's like really snatchy. Like it's really pulling at the beat and they've got John Theodore in their band now. So I'd like to think that the idea was maybe, I feel like it's a very drummer based idea. So unless and Josh Homme does play the drums, but mm. I was like, oh, that's cool. So I liked the little kind of riff thing. I thought the chorus thing was unusual and the fade out thing was unusual. But yeah, the chorus is definitely the weirdest bit. It really reminds <laughs> me of something. Can't think of what. And um... it's quite light and quite. Uh, for a first single, it could just be. It could be intentional. And again, that's. I think that's kind of maybe part of it. You don't know where. Maybe like this needs context, or maybe um, mm-hmm. maybe they've released this as kind of like a to throw you off the scent a little bit and then maybe the next song but for a song that's like the first sort of comeback you know kind of thing it's quite a quite a soft landing yeah it definitely is and also I read the description though of like that came with the album Mm. release which sounded more intriguing and and I do want to hear the album but I kind of wish I hadn't heard the single and I wish I just heard the whole thing sure. I guess is my point um, because they all also they're quite an album band you mm-hmm. know it's a bit of a journey and so you kind of it's like you don't know where that fits in the journey mm-hmm. you don't know whether that's that's the pinnacle mm-hmm. or whether that's the the, the low bit you know mm-hmm. so it'd be interesting to see how that pans out but apparently it's very good and that's a good oh, okay. thing because they're due a really good album yeah, I mean, like Clockwork, it, easily one of my favourite records of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think so, and, and and I think the st- and again, for example, that record has a story to it, and I think does it actually. Yeah, is the, that I, the one that was about him? He had a knee operation. Ill. Yeah, that was it. he had a knee operation and and basically nearly died. Um, and it's kind of about that experience. Um. Hang like a hang, hung like a note on a hospital gown. Deeper I sleep, further now down the rabbit hole, never to be found. Da 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 da. Um, oh, it's got good lyrics. And for example, I really like Queens of the Stone Age. I'm not necessarily an avid listener, but as far as something that took my experience to another level was knowing that that was part of the story. And so then you know lyrics that you know maybe passed you by were kind of you know sort of pricking my ears I'm like oh maybe that's about this maybe that's about this you know and like again that kind of validation of like oh okay there's more to this there's 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 a deeper Mm -hmm. level that another you know another human level that I'm that I'm looking for you know and I think like that kind of um again, like we're saying about kind of quality and, and recognising, um, kind of unrecognising that and that kind of, uh, um, I think like a search for kind of like, uh, like a search for intelligence or a search mm-hmm. for like a greater intelligence or a connection is kind of like, because you're, 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 it's like music at, you know, one level and then you're kind of like, oh, okay, maybe he's talking about that and maybe that makes that song more poignant and then incorrectly or otherwise maybe you start attributing that to um 
you know, I think is often the case is that you refer it to yourself and then you start listening to it as if it was yourself. And, you know, maybe you start thinking, well, what if I went in for just a operation and I nearly died? And, mm-hmm. and then that puts your emotional weight into that. You start seeing yourself within it. And then, you know, maybe that again, sort of takes you that little step further, sure. you know, I've just, I've just added a point six to my five point plan <laughs> and uh, context slash backstory. Sure. Which is, I think, what you're getting at there. Mm. Um, because, yeah, or, or you just kind of go, well, that must have been really shit. And then you imagine him, you literally imagine a guy in a hospital bed nearly dying, mm. writing his lyrics or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, even that's, maybe that's not how it happened, but sure. still, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, you get a picture and go, it gives, it puts more weight on it or mm. understanding on perhaps what went into it. Yeah. Um, Cause you're hearing, yeah, it's all inputs and outputs and you're just hearing the outputs. So I think people crave the, how, you know, it's like Eddie Van Halen turning around and tapping. Sure. And everyone's like, how is he doing it? You know, people, people want to know. So that's he, part of the fun, I guess, not necessarily letting them know. Yeah. There's a, there's a, like I say, there's, it, it, it I was, kind of just thinking about all the things that all the experiences I've had that have been like so memorable or, or, or like, I mean, obviously last season, whenever that was like June was obviously, it was a real moment for me, everyone. I don't remember. I don't remember. (laughs) And, and it was just, it was just within, like I said, I turned to, I'd never say a single word to anyone in any cinema Ever, I've never said a single word. If someone asked me a question, I wouldn't even probably reply to them. I'm in the cinema, shut up and watch the film. (laughs) But I literally, within the first five minutes, like just the level of detail and you could just see like, like just every micro element going on. And the way that it just echoed throughout the film, it was like every detail. It wasn't. It wasn't fifty details going on independently at once. Mm-hmm. They were all speaking and connecting to one another. Whether it's just the clothing that they're wearing and introducing characters and giving them, and 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 you could look at a character and you would know what they were, and and their and their and their their role in the story, and their dialogue and the music that surround and like everything was reacting as the, as the film was progressing. And I I really felt like it was one of the first times in modern cinema. I've really seen something like that where it felt organic and it felt like you could feel the gravity of every character and you could, you could, you could feel that effect and watch and witness that effect move in real time and the music was just uh, you know Hans Zimmer is Hans Zimmer but I've, I've I've liked the films that he has done before but I've never really been like oh my god Hans Zimmer if that makes sense but in this particular case really not even like with Inception and they're amazing and, but yeah. I've I don't think I've ever been as like I've never really seen the Foley and the the, the music intertwine mm-hmm. so vividly in that 
it, it really did feel like that it, it wasn't like we've made this film, put some music on it. Great. Like it felt like it, the writing and the story and everything, everything was wrapped up in it, in the other rather than just three layers export. Do you know what I mean? Like we've got, here's a, here's the visuals. There's the dialogue. Here's the foley, whatever. There's the music, bosh, sad music, sad bit, happy music, happy bit, you know, whatever fight scene, metal or like, you know, whatever. Do you know what I mean? Like these, yeah. And, and print you know, kind of thing. It just, like I say, I could just witness with my eyes. And I mean, I saw it like the biggest screen in Iceland with the loudest sound or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. in complete comfort. There was hardly anyone there and it was brilliant. That's my favorite experience of any, <laughs> I don't need people around me. Um, and I can, can I buy 200 tickets for June, please? <laughs> That's it. I literally turned to Sphere within like the first minute and I was like, I think this is going to be my favourite film of all time. And it lived up to it. It, it. But they get that expectation though, you know, if you thought it was going to be terrible, you'd be like, go on then. What have you got? Well, Low that's sound. true. But I think it's, I, I didn't know anything about it going into it. I did not know anything. I just okay, that's good. I hadn't watched the films before. I didn't know the story or anything like that. I had no idea where it was going to go. And like particularly um, uh, Lady Jessica, it, it, the, the, the mother in the film, just like unexpected turns and like really challenging the role of a mother. I thought that was mm-hmm. so cool to see. Like usually, you know, adversity to my bluish build. So many films are father led or, or based on kind of patriarchal elements. And I think what's so cool is to see a mother conflicted about being a mother or part of this sect. And I thought her decisions were just so cool because it really fights the you know the motherly instinct the that 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 struggle was just so real and her acting was just incredible like literally like i say that last shot of the film told you everything mm-hmm. like because the whole time you're like yeah but she's his mum and she loves him and and you know and and that's cuz that's where we know mums are mm-hmm. and all just whatever the film the last shot of the film they could have done so much to show that she, there was something else. And it literally just, all the film happens and in the last shot, it pans to her and there's almost just a twinge to her face and that the camera pans away. And it's just like, wow, like that's all you needed to know is that, that last thing. And they'd done the big special effects. They'd done mm. all the kind of, all the big set pieces, all they had left was story. If they were going to go for like, a, there's a big end bit of the film where there's, they've kind of done the warry explosion, CGI things. All they had mm. left is the story and that's how it should be. And so that last thing, just literally that last look on her face shows you that there is something, you know, there's a display. Yeah. There's a something, there's a displeasure, a displeasure, in that and and a, and a, and a fight within a, a a struggle within her still and it just that's all you needed to know and i just thought man that shows you how good that storytelling is mm-hmm. is that that's all you need that was bigger than your biggest cgi marvel explosion well, you, can't ref- you can't replace it you can't no. replace it i don't think and i just i, I don't think it, i was just i went and saw it a million times 
every time as good as the last. I would notice more little details. Yeah, I, I thought, oh, am I going to ruin it for myself? Still, more little things that I just picked up along the way. And it was just like, and June, oh. and June two is coming out. This I year. know, right? November. I've already, yeah. I'm, I've already booked a babysitter. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it's happening. It's happening. I can't. But I, and again, maybe it will ruin it. Maybe it just, maybe it won't be the same experience. Maybe if I saw it on a plane. Maybe if I saw it in my home. Maybe loads oh, of things. After, the, after this, you've got to really consider it. Like, I, where are you, where are you going to go? You know, more, how much sleep do you need beforehand? What are you going to eat beforehand? What did I wear that last time? Uh, yeah, exactly. I need my lucky shirt. I touched the doorknob on my with my left hand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There were, there were only nine people in the cinema, so <laughs> please leave. <laughs> you know. So, you know, and that's like, it, it. like I say, that just what, I was trying to just think, like, what was it? Because I've, I've known people, I've, as you know, I've gushed this to so down this microphone to ears across the world. <laughs> and I'm sure people have, some people have just been like, yeah, it was all right. Or like, actually yeah, it was right. wasn't my favorite. And it, it's like, what is it that just. It, well, I thought that you know, I, I, my, I think my, my experience of uh, my most recent experience of that kind of uh, experience <laughs> is, um, was Banshees of Inisherin, which, um, Okay. You still haven't probably watched. It's on Disney now, so I, I would oh, like to, yeah. Watch it. But make sure that there's no noise, you know, okay. in a dark room or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just give it a little bit of love, mm-hmm. you know. Get M- the the least noisy M&Ms you can find. <laughs> sure. Um, actually, just go peanut the best. Um, um, yeah, so that's kind of the, yeah, the movie that's kind of, I, I felt most immersed in the longest time from that movie. Okay. I thought it was, it was excellent and, and I want to see it again. Um, but yeah, I, it's hard. It's, 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 it's very personal. Some people, it's all, a lot of my favorite movies or some, some key movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I to kind of test the litmus test, this idea mm-hmm. you can, uh, there's a movie called observe and report with Seth, Seth Rogen from mm-hmm. quite a few years ago about, uh, more security guards mm. and it's really dark okay. uh, but very funny mm-hmm. and if you're into dark and funny mm. you might like it and I, I it's one of my favourite movies of all time and you go on IMDB and it gets about 6 out of 10 and um, sure. people go this is the worst movie I've ever seen in my life what are, what are you thinking mm-hmm. and I think yeah it's very personal to obviously some people don't like it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it happens with quite a lot, quite a lot of things. Some things are universally liked and that's cool, mm-hmm. but others aren't. Mm-hmm. And uh, it is quite interesting to kind of think about, huh, like how come I love that so much and someone else really hates it? Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, it is, yeah, but it's, it is very personal. And that's what I say with my like, you know, everything we've talked about and my list or whatever. It's just, it's a, it's a take, I guess. Um, and that's why there isn't one movie. Well, yeah, right. I suppose that's, yeah. that's it. It Like I say, that or, I think. Or album. There's so many moving targets, you know, like you say, you know, whether it's the timing or location or just where you're at, what your experiences are. And I, I think, you know, what I, I think I wrote down like, 
like a kind of search for intelligence, a search for for connection. And I really think that's like a a thing. I think maybe with the bluey thing, even it was just like, oh man, that, that's that's how I'm upset. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I would get it on tour when I would be on like voice rest. I would get people endlessly asking if I'm okay because I wasn't being loud or whatever. And it was how I realized that people like that's how you're upset. Like if you're angry or upset about something, you go real quiet. And so I was like, no, 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 just, <laughs> just try it. Like I just, just I've got a really bad throat or whatever. So like, I felt like as well, you know, like those things are what I'm interested in. That, 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 you know, the same reason that I watch those edit, editing videos, the same reason, mm-hmm. you know, I fuss over music and, and storytelling and, you know, and telling, telling stories in a, you know, short space of time. And that's something that I'm, you know, super excited about. So like all those things, you know, maybe it was just looking for something for someone to say, Hey, I like those things too. Or maybe, sadly, they turn around and they're like, oh. Just, <laughs> we asked Phil. He was there on the day. We stuck him in. Jobs yeah, are good. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's, I mean, that's the heartbreaking one when you really, you know, when you find out it's just, you know, what it was. Happenstance I, or whatever, yeah. But I think it's just a, it, I think there is a, you know, a, a, a mirroring you're looking for. It needs to be something you're, you care about and you're interested in and and I think it's nice when you find something and you realise oh someone thinks the same as me or someone wants to connect with me oh, you know I think I think that might be the final point on my list you know like a con- just connect- a, a connection con- it needs to just be like you, someone needs to appreciate or like relatability kind of thing yeah and it, and, and it just needs to be like it, it's such a you know it's like meeting a partner right they need to be you know there's like a myriad of things that they need to have and you need to have at the right time maybe you meet someone you're not ready to meet someone maybe you know you think you're looking for someone with the same interests as you turns out it's actually you have a better relationship when that isn't the case whatever you know Mm -hmm. like I feel like it's the same you know with music I might not be ready for that record Mm -hmm. maybe I'll get introduced to it you know, for example, uh, 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 get, you get inter- introduced to it, you know, poorly. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe someone ruins it for you. Maybe an experience ruins that for you. That's it, that experience. Maybe that um, the idea you have of that band or that film puts you off until you don't, you know, like these old films. There's so many films that I'm like, oh, I just haven't got the time or I don't, I want to watch it. I haven't seen it, but I'm not desperate to see it and then I see it and I'm like oh my god this is amazing I can't believe no one made me watch this or whatever I was like that with Goodwill Hunting really reluctant and yes. then it changed my life yeah yeah and and it's so it's a I think there's just like I say it's like there's so many moving targets but I, I think yeah I, you know I think it has to it just has to speak to you in some but it, it's it's funny how that can just change I'd love I was trying to think of like I say I think like uh I was trying to think of like um uh like an experience where like I really didn't like something and then I turned out I really really loved it or something like that where I like maybe just the like the you know the location or whatever was really really wrong 
but I think, yeah, it, 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 I think it, it, like I say, it's, it is so nuanced, but I just, I, 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 I love thinking about that thing that just, mm-hmm. you know. What tips over the edge for you? Yeah. And there needs to be some effort. Like I think you can't really maybe have that experience if someone doesn't care and there's just whatever it is. Sure. I think people mm-hmm. know when they're being sold to. I think people mm-hmm. know when they're being, something's written without care or love. Yeah, d- definitely. I, I think you have to, you yeah. have to meet, you know, that there needs to be some attempt at some kind of great work, I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, yeah. and then, you know, maybe you meet in the middle somewhere and all those details, same with the Chili Peppers records, you know, they're fairly simple records, but we we know about we know about the detail that goes into that and the small detail and so we're listening out for those things. So again, I think it's you know that that Justin Hawkins where he uh, listened to him was like, ah, oh, it's just you know I don't really dig his guitar playing. And oh, everyone was yeah. like, oh, Justin, what are you talking about? Jeez, <laughs> he's God, mate. Yeah, exactly. Don't forget it. You don't get it. You don't get it. You, this, don't, you don't get it, there's, man. There's yeah, more to it. That's but that's it. Everyone's got a different different strokes for different folks. Have you ever had something where you've shown something to someone and they just aren't? Oh, so many, so many times. <laughs> okay. And then I'll be like, right, we'll put it on again. Uh, and then, no. I, yeah, I've had that so many times. People just go, yeah, it's all right. And you're like, what do you mean it's all right? You've just heard it once and it's the best thing ever. How can it just be all right? <laughs> you're wrong. <laughs> and uh, yeah, no, it does happen. But I, I think I've become a little more appreciative of like, well, I love it, so sure. whatever. Sure. And also, you can't... I shared a, a band the other day with a friend of mine. Mm. And I, this is brilliant. You need to listen to this. But I'd been on a journey. I heard one's track first, mm-hmm. then an album, then in a couple of EPs, mm-hmm. right? And then, and my journey had happened over quite a few months, mm-hmm. if not longer. So what I did is I shared the end point of my journey. Sure. And I went, check this out. And they went, oh yeah, it's pretty cool. And I was like, what? what? <laughs> and then I had to kind of, we, 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 you know, worked it out. And then I played some more of the stuff, including like the first track I'd heard. Mm. And she was like, oh, Oh, it's the same band. It's completely different. I'm like, oh, I suppose it is quite different. And and in my mind, it's just, yeah, my journey is summarised in this band do all these things. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like guiding someone through that is quite, yeah. I guess any good recommendation says, right, if you're going to listen to this band, start with this. <laughs> sure. well, I tell you then what, move. Yeah, maybe we should because this is what we wanted to talk about in a in a this idea of like introducing someone to something. So Go on. maybe maybe we should we should cut it here for next for 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 next time. But yeah, I think like I say, I think that your individual experience is such a hard thing to share, like replicate. Yeah. yeah, and and what I you know, like, yeah. Like we should let's we'll do the next one because I think do, that's let's more let's about talk, sharing. Yeah, let's yeah, talk yeah. about new music. Let's talk about yeah, Matt. What's your um? What's your recommendation for? Uh, well, I've just got a big, big ass list, but I'm oh, actually nice. going to pick this thing. Uh, uh, I think uh, it must have been Anne, but uh, we had a listening party last week. Monthly, mm-hmm. get involved. It's fun. Uh, Anne, I think it was stuck in Paramore's new tune, "Out of Time." Nice. And do you know what? 
It's a great record. It's really, it's really good. Mm. And I know it's not quite brand new, but it's, I've listened to it quite a lot. Mm-hmm. And I, I love, there's a little bam, 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 or whatever it is, and mm. the, like a little chorus jump thing. Mm. Um, and I just the guitars are really like gritty, but spangly, really spangly. Mm-hmm like thin and quite clean, but also, I don't know, just like gritty. There's the kick drums massive and mm-hmm. the drums are really like dry. And it's like this really, I don't know, it's almost like a, it's a weird sound. It's a really weird sound. I, I really it's completely like different. on this record. I, th- I think it's, it's yeah. just super like, they're really good at like, encapsulating a feeling without kind of taking too much of a sound. And I think like they've got that kind of style, like they've always had that kind of very uh, kind of um, like, uh, what's it? Like once upon a time in America, whatever it's like that, that kind of real movie noir, like kind of vibe. They, they kind of take really lean into that. But then, yeah, like this kind of sort of, a little bit of funk in there and a little bit of soul in there, but then also um, like kind of a lot of new elements and this kind of new wave, you know, a lot of, uh, like a lot of the guitar stuff is really inspired in that kind of um, like Chase Bliss style of kind of, uh, mm-hmm. you know, kind of warbly sampled guitar. It's, it's really, it's, it feels really hip. Yes. Like super hip, but also... It's what I kind of like though is that it's what was a pop punk band mm. is now it feels a lot more mature. Yeah, you know it's it's yeah, but it is it's just, I, f- I still think it's a very strange sound. Mm. Oh, it sounds. Have you heard the the live versions? No. Wh- whoever MD'd their latest version, I hope it's them. Just slaps so hard. It, nice. The sound, live sound. They got a new guitar, a uh, new guitarist who's just killing it. So good. I think there were some versions of them playing. I think it's Jimmy Fallon. Just right. so, just everything you want from it because it's just. I mean, really, I think Paramore really excelled from being like a drum and bass led group. Like kind of like Kings of Leon are really good for that. Their rhythm section is just so intelligent and so tight in mm-hmm. all the right ways, and the guitar kind of just like dances around and that's, I mm-hmm. think that's really their strength as a band. Um, and I think that just excels here, but I, I really think they've, they've really kind of like stepped up the kind of uh, like sonic element. I've forgotten the name of the guitar player now for the life of me, but it, really, really cool. Like I say, it's really reminiscent and kind of really Motown and soul inspired and funk and kind of very single coil. But then like at the same time, there's all this kind of very new sense of kind of very warbly, you know, like I say, like Chase Bliss kind of mm-hmm. mood pedal and 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 kind of this very kind of new like new wavy like sound. I don't know what it's called, modern wave, whatever, some kind of yeah, because it's it's, it's not it's not like big rock sound basically. No. Like it's the, the the guitars aren't big. Mm. It's it is like you say more more rhythm based and by strange sound. I didn't that was it, not in a bad way. I really it's very enjoyable. Yeah. Um, yeah, really Moorish, but it is, it's an unusual turn, maybe. Yeah, and there's like, like, there's some sounds in there that kind of like, almost like New Order or uh, mm-hmm. uh, like that, yeah, just kind of, 
both um, nostalgic, but also kind of future leaning. Mm-hmm. And, and I think, yeah, it's just, just wonderfully produced, great songwriting. And yeah, just really, really cool to see from them. Um, uh, yeah, man. It's a great, yeah, we're, we have been listening to it quite a lot in the car and it's, yeah, just, just a big old vibe. Nice. What's your pick? On the topic of Anne, um, and I, I was trying to remember if I've mentioned this yet or not, so I'm not sure, but it was Boy Genius um, nice. and their latest record, The Record. Um, Bold. I I can't remember the other lady, but Julian Baker is kind of very synonymous oh, with... I always forget her with name. A, it's Julian Baker, Phoebe Bridges, and... Yeah, I'm not as familiar. Uh I know it. Maccus, Bacchus, Maccus, boy, genius. Lucy, Lucy someone. Lucy Bacchus? I don't know. Lucy Dacus. Lucy Dacus, close. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, I don't know her stuff, I have to be honest. And I've checked, after falling in love with Phoebe Bridger, I did check out Julian Baker and it just didn't quite line up in, in the same kind of revolutionary or revelatory way that we came to all as a, an entire podcast experience, um, Phoebe Bridges. Um, but I have to say, listening to this record, it was just like, wow, it's got everything I want. All the kind of elements and the songwriting and the kind of, kind of a lot of the juxtaposition that they do. Great songs, really cool production choices as well. Some really cool songwriting choices and really nice, really varied um yeah, just super, super strong. I think like a great thing for Phoebe to be doing. I mean, who knows what she's going to do after Punisher because that album is right up the tippy tippy top. So it's a tough, there's got to be a lot of pressure there. So it's cool to see her just take a big left turn mm-hmm. and do a band with her friends. That's like the most, mm-hmm. the, the most fun way to deal with that issue, right? It's kind of just bring out a, 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 another record in a completely different vain and escape having to really <laughs> tackle that because that, that's got to be I don't wish that upon anyone in in that to have a big record like that and then have to kind of follow it up so super cool to hear and really it sound just sounds really fun as well and really again cared for three people just having a lot of fun with their records and definitely kind of really introduced me to the other two so um, I really need to kind of sit and check them out so yeah Boy Genius The Record um, nice yeah, really really great album Cool. Well, thanks for listening. And if you made it this far, we're here every Tuesday, podcast out every week, listening party on the second Tuesday of every month. Thank you to our patrons for all the love. And we will see you next week. Bye. Thank you. Bye.